This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. On today's episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, we're talking through choosing how and when to show up. And I think there's never been a more pertinent time to think about this. If you are feeling that you are holding yourself back as a result of all of the catastrophes that are arising around us at the moment, then tap into what your work means to you. And if you know it's about being confident and so you don't want to be judged for what you're doing, then I have all sorts of hypnosis tracks that you can get hold of over at annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash shop. But today on this episode, I am interviewing someone who is a PR expert. She is a best-selling author and she helps female business owners to position themselves as experts in the press. On today's episode, I am talking with the super lovely Natalie Trice. Today, I am talking with Natalie Trice, who I've just introduced for you. And we've decided that during these kind of crazy times, now Natalie and I are recording this episode on the 24th of March. So the morning after the announcement (laughs) from Boris, the instruction from Boris that we are in lockdown, despite the fact he never said the words lockdown. And we want to talk through for two women, two business owners, two leaders in our spaces that talk a lot about visibility and Nasty talks a lot about visibility in PR, what the real life implications are for us, for our businesses, that then has a knock-on effect with everything else going out there. So hi, Natalie. Hi. Hello to my listeners. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today in these interesting times. So we now, by the time this goes out, I believe the first day it's going out is, what did I say, the 6th of April. So you might be listening to this right on the 6th of April, in which case you will have been in lockdown in the UK for two weeks. If you're listening around the world, maybe you've been in even longer. Maybe you're out in the big wide world and you are able to see those clear blue skies that we're going to have and the clear waters we're going to have when we all come out and the pollution has lifted. But Natalie and I, we've been struggling a little bit with exactly what we wanted to talk about. We booked in this session probably about a month ago for us to have this conversation. And we were both riding the wave of quite exciting times. So the first time I was really aware of Natalie was the week I was about to launch my first book, Get Visible. And I was starting to check out what books were doing well where in the Amazon charts, looking at some categories I was in, categories I'd like to be in. And that's where I saw that Natalie's book, PR School, Mm -hmm. had just released. And it then turned out that all of a sudden, Natalie was being mentioned by lots and lots of my online friends and my online Mm -hmm. buddies. And I think the thing was happening vice versa. So talk a little bit about that book and what was going on for you in your business back in, I guess that was November when we kind of encountered each other. November seems like a long time ago now. Um, So yes, we had had a, like you, quite a, a very busy launch period the book came out on the 29th of November. There was a party. It was my second book. So it's actually, there was a very different experience, but it was, it was very, very, gosh, yeah, it's an amazing time. And I remember going to a hotel on the day it came out and having champagne. And it was, 
and to, and to then get to this point today is absolutely surreal. But the book is, um, so I've been a PR for 23 years and I've worked in all kinds of organisations all over the world, a lot of TV work, lots of charity work, and, and now a lot of work with female experts. And the one thing that always struck me, whether I was working with startups, one person, a big organisation, that the thing they would say is, oh, I can't, I can't talk about that. No, I, I can't say that. And it would be, I'd be like, why can't you? Because I always believe that if you've got something, especially if you've got something positive to say, if you've got a great business, if you offer a great service, then testament is that you're selling that, therefore people are happy. Therefore, why shouldn't you tell journalists or bloggers or podcasters? And so the book is all about how to embrace PR, but also in a way it's almost giving people permission to speak. And so it combines those things. It's not a dry academic book. It is almost like a kind of self-help book in a way, because it is saying you can do this. And essentially, if you don't do it, someone else Mm. is going to do it. And then you're going to keep on seeing and hearing them and thinking, why are they? Because you don't. So it kind of combines all of those things. And it was, yeah, it's a hugely exciting time. It feels like a long time ago. And like you said, we were doing very similar things at a similar time. So it's nice to speak to you today. Such a different, different time. So I was I was on the way into to Manchester actually. Yes. My book wasn't supposed to go live that particular day, but I'd hit the wrong button. I was self-publishing and I booked up. But I had been looking at various polls and I happened to just I saw that Natalie's book had got into the charts. And so I just reached out and just said, I don't know if, if you've seen, but well, congratulations on being in the top five. And you were like, what? I didn't even know. And so then it was quite, it was quite fun, actually. I remember kind of feeling, I didn't even know you, but feeling very proud because I knew what you'd be experiencing too, of seeing in, in different charts and sometimes the same. We'd, you know, we'd both be doing really, really well for a period of yeah. time. And that was, it was really nice to it feel lovely in yeah. my wider bubble knows what I'm doing right now. So I talk about a lot about vulnerability and I know when, so one of my sons has hip dysplasia. So my first book is a guide for parents. It's one of only two in the world. What's the name and of that fact, book, Natalie? Cask Life. So kids with hip dysplasia spent a lot of time oh, in the casts. So we'll make sure the link's in the show notes and later as well. We have a charity as well supporting that. But I felt especially vulnerable at that point because whilst I had been, you know, PRing, Cartoon Network animators and people at Epson and Hewlett Packard, you know, big players. I think when you're putting yourself out there, you then realise that element of vulnerability. But again, it comes down to that thing that I always thought, well, if I don't do it, say my grandchild has it, nothing's changed. That's another generation where that difference hasn't been made. And you put that call out. And yes, of course, there were times where, you know, I had people saying that that I'd only set up a charity so I could sell my book. Yeah, like seriously, I would not wish any of this. And I know you've had, you know, you've you've had experiences. And that kind of gave me that insight to think that why not do it? Why not have this call today when the rest of the world seems to kind of be crashing around our ears? Because life still goes on. Content is needed. People still have a voice. People still have concerns. They still have businesses. They still have bills to pay. So whatever we do, there'll there'll always be potentially some blocks. But I think if you can be strong enough to stand up to that and go out and talk about these things, it does make people stronger and bring them together. 
So there are some mental blocks which we were talking about before we came on. Given that both of us work in fields and are experts in our own field about getting yourself out there and showing up online, I found it personally quite challenging to then be in this scenario where it feels, I I don't know what's right or wrong about how I show up online right now. Yeah. And certainly I've been in isolation for a couple of weeks by now and I wasn't very well. And I could see various leaders and high profile entrepreneurs really going for it with their content and maybe pivoting slightly, but feeling I'm not ready for this. I don't know what this means for me. And I also, I was, I was unwell. So I, I, I wasn't quite ready. But even now, now that I'm feeling healthier, not really knowing the best ways, what do I want to show up as? How do I want to be? Because on a, an emotional, personal basis, I'm overwhelmed by what's happening. And to a certain extent, I can't, I can't comprehend it. I don't think anybody can. Yeah, no. No, I think it's very difficult to, as we were talking about before, I mean, this time three weeks ago, I think I was going to London. It was almost a joke. I've seen no one with a mask and it's been, so the, the, the speed at which it's unraveled and the fact that it's something that no one can really comprehend, I don't think at all. I think also the fact that there is so much chatter. So we've got the news, we've got social media, we've got 24-7 news coming at us, bombarding with us. We've got comments, we've got all of this stuff. And yet, I, and I totally agree with that thing. How do we show up? How do we, and especially for me, how, how do I essentially still put people into the media without it being crass or looking? And it's, I think it's a case, and, and I've been saying this within my PR school group, it's being a decent person. I really think that's what it comes down to. Like you say, we can all pivot. We can all look at, different things and we're all going to be working at different speed and I'll see someone and go oh my god they've got that out already they're doing that already. and then I'm like I'm not actually ready and I think that is so important because and I had it with my book at one point I was finding it really hard and someone said if you're finding it hard to write someone is going to find it hard to read and I put it down and I went back to it later when I knew what I was going to do and I think this is very much a process where we're all going to be different. Some people, it's almost like if you are frontline NHS, you're in there, you're doing it, you're focused, your mind is on those things and you have that focus. And I think purpose. Yeah. And I think a lot of us maybe at the moment don't because everything that we do, and I was saying yes, I'll never take anything for granted again. You know, everything that we do and we accept is just life. That's not there. We can't do that. And not only are we having to navigate that, but we've got everyone else's opinion at the same time therefore trying to make what's right for you it might not be the right thing for someone else so I might sit sit down and think oh I'm going to write my novel but actually am I in the right headspace to write no what I am what I can do is kind of immerse myself in the clients that I do still have and see where we come back to the visibility so we're not going to be for example if I use the example of fertility clinic I was telling I was working with so what I couldn't be doing is blatantly selling their services, but what they can do is they can offer comment and support about what's safe, what women can do if they are pregnant, what they can do if they're considering IVF. So I think it's where you add value and it really comes in to what you feel is right. So I work with a nutritionist. What we can do is tell people how they can actually eat properly when, as we were saying before, you've got random stuff in the cupboard because these are different times. So I, I've had, uh, we were talking off air that we ran out of food 
a few days ago and our delivery didn't come and we're in isolation. As it was, we weren't desperate. We weren't starving. We had some very random stuff at the back of the cupboard. There was actually some kind of perverse joy from working out what we're going to, what yeah. we're going to eat because I've never experienced this in my life. And I think it's going to teach me a lot going forward. But when you're dealing with that at home, and, and what was interesting for me at that time was I was in very close conversation with some friends of mine who were going about their everyday life. So they couldn't possibly, comp- in different parts yeah. of the country, yeah. they couldn't possibly comprehend that we were having to work out what we were going to feed everybody because that was so alien. And it wasn't just a simple question of me asking my neighbours because the shops were empty. As it is, we now have food and life goes on and it's, you know, the kids are snacking and round the clock eating chocolate and crisps because I can't watch them every moment Mm. of the day. One of the things that I'm seeing people struggle with is, in fact, someone messaged me today. I know I want to help people. I'm not really coping mentally. Should I step up and tell everyone that if we're together, we can help each other if I'm actually in a total state of overwhelm? How much does that resonate with you right now? I think we see that in a lot of places. And I think probably through the, the, you know, the kind of groups we both belong in and the kind of work that we do, we are very, you know, we do help. We do offer support. We are very good at building communities. And I think some of that is a natural okay, how can I help someone else? But if you can't... You can't give from an empty cup. Exactly. So I really step back and, you know, I love Facebook. I'm spending way too much time on Facebook. But it was like, okay, I'm not going to take my... I don't have to get up in the morning and do the school run. So I'm not going to take my phone to bed. I know. That's silver lining. But we have got Joe Wick at 9am every day on YouTube. It's not really doing it for me. I'm kind of... uh, We've got a trampoline. I'm so glad we've got a trampoline. And... We're going to look at kickboxing and things. But I also think it's, you know, I hate the word authentic, but you've got to be yourself. I try to be pretty honest with people. There's not a side of me that people see on social media and I'm different. I'll tell it if I'm kind of struggling or I'm having an off day. I'm quite real about it. I post things that I hope are quite genuine. And I'll say that I struggle at the moment or my anxiety has been really bad or I think the way that I would describe it is you just feel like the rug's been swept away from you. It's going really well. Everything's great. Touched too many clients, had a waiting list. And then you're like, oh. so in any situation, you think, well, okay, if I suddenly, my husband suddenly left, or something, I wouldn't suddenly bounce back and go, oh, great, everything's fine. It's not. So it's that kind of adjustment period as well, I think. And there's no right and wrong. So what I try to do personally is I do still show up about the same time every day and I don't go on with a long face I try and smile and make a little bit of a joke about it and just tell people to what I'm doing and what's going on with me and that kind of stepping up in purpose Mm. yeah I think whilst my paid work isn't necessarily there what can I give back so if I like we were saying before if I can do something to help NHS press office or a charity or those kind of things where I'm still visible with our charity then you feel like you've still got that bit of purpose yeah. And you've got somewhere to go back to because I think it's that whole uncertainty. Well, is it going to be three weeks? Is it going to be six months? Is it going to be Christmas? Is it going to be a year? But if you stop now, you've got nothing to go back to. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you are... And this this is part of it. And I think I've made a similar, maybe unconscious decision in that I know we've got to ride whatever's going on. 
But I don't want to suddenly disappear from all the mediums and the channels that I use for selling. Yeah. Because it's not really just selling. It's always about connection. But it is visibility, isn't it? Because visibility. if you suddenly stop, I'm a very big person for practice what you preach. So if I stop being visible and I stop writing things for other people or I stop doing things like talking to you, then I'm not being true to myself. So this is a very different conversation. And your values. Yeah, well, yeah, just thinking, okay, you can you can still do all of these things, but if you do them in a decent way, if it feels wrong, mm. it probably is wrong. One of the things that I've chosen to do, and particularly because we went into isolation before lockdown happened, realising that many people would have that experience eventually, was document how challenging that's been and, and continues to be. Rather than saying, hey, let's all be buoyant, let's all, hey, let's have fabulous mindsets, because that isn't really what mindset is about. Mindset isn't about, let's all think positive. It's not really mm. that. It's about being no. aware and awareness. And sharing with people the moments of humor, the moments of overwhelm, the fact that I woke up this morning and I felt heavy, like this feeling mm. in the pit of my stomach. And yet, within an hour, I'd got up, I'd done some exercise. My husband and I had a really good conversation about the challenges he's going to have today but we had that level of connection still so if I can share I'm finding the whole concept of homeschooling I am using inverted commas with my fingers even though you can't actually see that but my what's what's happening in my house doesn't look anything like education it just looks like a battle pretty much constant until we decide to give up for the day but that's I think that's the reality isn't it and again that's social media you can put all these pictures of this perfect stuff. I don't believe I'll be honest, any of it for anyone think, right now. Lucas, who's, who's 10, he's done some times tables, he's done some drawing, they've planted, they've been on the trampoline, they've played football with the dog. Has he sat down and done what he would have done at school? No. Am I a teacher? No. Is he going to fall massively behind? Well, no, all, no, because they all are. Exactly, they so therefore, are. they're not behind. They're all on an even keel. Exactly. So I think if we pretend, whether it's, you know, oh, we've got to be sparkly and happy all of the time, so we're not going to be, or what I think I would hope is that we can maybe take away some of the pretense that social media encourages, that life is perfect, because we all know that it's not. Mm. And at this time, I think it's not about showing up and showing off. It's about showing up and being you. So if you are struggling, being honest that you're struggling, if you notice that, so for example, I've noticed a couple of people who have totally gone off the radar and messaged them. It's having that awareness of yourself and your mood, but also for other people. And we have nothing to go on. No one has written a guidebook to coronavirus, although I expect someone is writing it as we speak. Although if they had, I think it might do very well. But only yeah. for a short period. Well, yeah, me too. So even, you know, even I was looking at a, an agent on Twitter and she was saying she was guessing her authors, so who are novelists, don't write about coronavirus in your books because it's going to be out of date really quick. So it's like, they say keep calm and carry on. Calm isn't necessarily something you feel at the moment, but I think there are moments of What would you say you feel at the moment? What do you feel? I feel slightly, I tell you what I feel, I feel like I have no control and I'm not very good with that usually you can control the children are going to school I'm going to go to the gym at this time and I don't really go to the gym actually I just cancel the membership because I never go but I'm going to do this work I pretty know I'm going to get this amount of money this is going to be stable this is a constant I can go to Costa now I'm like well 
my husband's got asthma. Is he going to be on a ventilator this time next week? I don't know. My mother has asthma. My dad has a heart condition. But when I sat last week and worried myself into the worst case scenario that everyone was going to die and I was going to be homeless and my kids were going to be scarred for life, I was just paralysed with fear. And I don't mean to sound morbid, but I could kind of go to the park or I could go to the beach this evening and get hit by a drunk driver. Yes. So my whole thing is, okay, I might be worried, but worrying is going to do nothing. Mm. So I just have to try and keep busy. So in terms of navigating these absolutely uncharted waters, what do you think is maybe a best case scenario for the days when you feel up to it for bringing your business through the other side, whenever that might be? What I always say is be part of the conversation. Mm. So in terms of visibility and PR on the media, it's having a voice and being part of the conversation. Obviously, we both do that quite publicly and vocally, but for different people, it's different things. And I guess we always have to remember that we're business owners, we're not employees. That's going to be different. But I think all you can do is take it day by day, and which is why I haven't done, personally, I haven't done anything knee-jerk to particularly change or pivot my business because I don't feel like it's the right time for me. And I have to feel, I'm very confident with running my clients' work. I'm confident with writing things for people. I'm doing a couple of webinars. But as for actually creating and selling something new, it doesn't feel like the right time. So I think it's like anything. It's just trusting your intuition. What's right? What's going to work? What do you think? And I don't even think it's what, what is, what are the people going to think? Because we know that doesn't matter. If you know that you're doing the right, decent thing, then it's the right thing. And what would your advice be to someone who, against all their usual drive and ambition, right now has no desire to be visible at all? Don't be. I would say don't be, because you're, you're not going to come across as you. And if you're not going to be, you know, I'm quite honest at if I'm having a wobble or I'm, I'm scared about what's going on, I'll be quite honest about that. But if you're someone who's not, then I would say there's no pressure. Mm. The, the pressure at the moment is to look after ourselves, to wash our hands, not to go out, not to put ourselves at risk, be that physically or mentally. And maybe just for a little while, you know, we've got to pay bills, we've got to be responsible adults, but maybe it's somehow it's a chance just to take the pressure off for a while. Mm. And it's someone, I mean, I think it's really funny that we're talking today. We've had, I live in Devon, we've had months of rain and mud and awful, awful weather. And as we're facing this catastrophe, Mother Nature has sent us blue skies for days and it's warm and the children can go in the garden. So if you're going to get slightly woo-woo about this stuff, you're like, is there a yin to the yang somewhere? I I don't know. I think it's such a, it's just so mind-bending of what's happening. I think if you can start to get your head around that, that's going to be half. And it's not going to be a quick fix. It's not like it's going to be all right tomorrow because it probably won't be. I want to share where I fit with this, given that the catchphrase for the intro on this podcast is anything's possible when you get visible. Mm -hmm. And I still believe that that is true. However, I know that I've had days where I've had to sit back, but I know that I'm not going to disappear over the next, let's say, 
six weeks, three months, however long this goes on. I'm not going to disappear from the landscape, from the places where the conversations happen. It just might mean that my energy, the level of ambition that perhaps comes across in my content will be different because I'm not feeling in that place right now. Mm -hmm. And if I need to hide to protect myself, then I'm going to be okay with that. And I'm going to forgive myself for that. But that when I am able to show up, I'm going to allow people to come on that journey with me. I'm going to tell you with the best intention in the world, it took me 28 minutes to snap at my children yesterday morning, despite the fact (laughs) I'd made a resolution to be as calm as possible, because that's the reality of my situation. And I think it's in many ways marvelous at no other time, even two years ago in business, and many businesses wouldn't be able to function. We now have Zoom, which is works mm. way better than Skype, for example, in terms of facilitating meetings. Yeah. Businesses that have never had to look at this technology before are embracing it. I actually find that quite exciting. Maybe that's the wrong word, that we have this technology. We mm. do now have our older generation able to use FaceTime or WhatsApp yeah. video. That wouldn't have been possible even three years ago. No. If this had happened at any other point, we would be much more cut off. So in terms of the anything's possible when you get visible, my intention is that I myself show up as and when I can in a way I feel is appropriate mm. for how I'm feeling and for what I ascertain to be the right way at, a right, at the right time. And I will encourage and support other people to, in many ways, it's like being a tiger. I I don't even know if it's a tiger. I've got this analogy running through my head (laughs) that you have to kind of pull back to be ready to pounce. And I don't actually mean pounce, but ready to spring forward when the time is right. Yeah. So allow yourself that. Allow yourself to retract. Now, one of the things I've decided that I am doing is I had content for a book ready to go. I'd already prepped it. I'd got the book proposal written. I'd got the breakdowns of each chapter. The one thing that I am going to be moving forward on in terms of content creation is that because it's not new material to me. It's already there. But if I don't feel like writing that one particular morning because I just need to be okay, then I'm going to allow myself that too. Part of the visibility I think that's coming through for me is you've got to always be honest with yourself about what you want Mm -hmm. long-term, but also in the given moment. It's about seeing yourself for who you are. And in many ways, I think being present for your loved ones and yourself is one of the best ways you can see yourself at the moment. How can you do that? But yeah, I'm amazing, Natalie. I'm glad we've had quite an open conversation about what's going on and I wonder what it's going to be like listening to this in two weeks' time. I know. I know. I shall listen. I shall sit and listen and just think. Where have we moved on? Because, it, you know, so much can happen. We've seen that. So much can happen in 24 hours and so much changes and our experiences will... Have shifted. Yeah. I, I think, you know, 2020, a lot of people, maybe this is how the new decade will be reframed, whatever happens. I, I, want, interesting? I feel like I want us to almost finish with not that oh, let's all be positive, but what have you seen or experienced through these challenges that you can see will be of benefit to you either now or long term? Tell you what I see is that one of my sons is nearly 13 and I kept thinking, okay, this is the last summer I'll really have him to myself. 
And I actually really love my children being at home from school. I don't know if I'll be saying this. (laughs) What this has given me is probably six extra months with my sons. And for me, that's really important. And even if we are eating pitters with Haribo in them or something really disgusting, which is very likely, whatever happens, it's it's a time we'll never get back. And it's a time where it's just us. And so for me, I think that is that is the kind of silver lining that I don't have the school bags, the kit, yes. the summer pressures. We have them. And, you know, yeah, there's, there's pressures to teach them and all that kind of thing. But if I need it, I just take a cup of tea and sit in the garden for five minutes. Mm. Or I shut my office door. As long as no one's bleeding, <laughs> it's kind of my mantra. For me, I think it's it's about connection and relationship. Yeah. And the people that are in my world on a personal level, whether they're with me in my house or they are removed and we're connecting through screens right now, I don't think there's ever been a time where I felt so connected to those people. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing. And I don't think I've ever felt, we live in a village, we're not a remote village. And even though we've been in isolation, watching my village step up for each other Mm. and Jeff and I feeling, my husband and I feeling very much chomping at the bit. We want to be out of isolation so we can do our bit. I don't think there's ever been that sense before in our generation. For me, they're real positives. And like you say, the children in my house have been home long enough to get absolutely bored that they go and find things to do. They I are having that. wonderful play sessions without the phone, without the tablet, without the Xbox, without the Wii, because they're sick of those things. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, we, we do monitor how much they're allowed on, but they're now going and having wonderful moments of creativity that have, to some extent, been lost to their generation. Yeah. And I'm quite enjoying that when they're not squabbling. They'll always squabble, but I do think it's even the conversation that we've had today is a very, probably a very different conversation we would have had and connected in a different way. And I think there'll be lots of relationships in that way. Like you, I live my life quite virtually anyway. I quite like that, but... One of my problems was that I'm on my own at home a lot. Yes. Um, but my, my eldest daughter is with me. She homeschools, but we sit in different parts of the house and we're happy with that. We go on a nice, quiet dog walk. The house is quiet. One of my biggest challenges is that everyone is around all of the time, all of the time, all of the time. That's <laughs> one of the biggest things that I'm having to handle right now. But there are well. But just think, I would love to see, just think when we have this conversation when we're empty nesters and go, do you remember that time when we were all together? Because I know that when they go, I will just be bereft. I don't, don't. <laughs> so I'm, yes, exactly. So I'm kind of, in a way, I'm just thinking, even talking to you, okay, I have my little boys who aren't really little boys just for that bit longer. There is always a reframe to what's going on right exactly. now. So there we are, people. That is the discussion Natalie and I are having today. Given that this was not what we booked <laughs> into talk about a month ago or maybe a little bit longer. And I hope that we've been kind of open and honest with you about what we're experiencing and seeing. And it's maybe given you some food for thought. And if you are listening and you don't normally reach out, then get in touch either with me or with Natalie and just let us know what made sense to you. Or maybe you're listening in months or even years time because podcast content goes on forever. 
let us know how surreal is it to listen to our experience knowing what you know about how we all come out the other side (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much for coming on thank you so much it was really great to talk to you and people when you are ready to get out there and get visible, go and check out Natalie's book, PR School. Or if you have a child who is suffering with hip displacement, is that what it's called? Displacia, yeah. Hip displacia, then go check out uh, Natalie's first book to find out how you can support your family further with those challenges. And that is it. Sending my love out to the ether, out to the world. And I hope you are all enjoying whatever's going on for you in this crazy mad world that we're in right now. Much love. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.